and we back in this thing like we left something. What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to this week's episode of I Got a Story to Tell. Thank y'all for joining me again this week, episode 30. 3-0, y'all. We getting up there. Like I said, thank you for joining me this week. We got a good one this week, but y'all know how I do. Before I get started, I always got to give someone their flowers. And this week, I'm giving flowers to my oldest sister, Trina. Katrina, I love you. Everything you have been through in life, and you've always bounced back. Things you've gone through, things you've had to deal with, things you've had to overcome. You always bounce back. You're resilient. You're strong. You are a overcomer, if that's a word. I just want to say, Trina, I love you. Keep going. Keep moving forward and keep doing you. With that being said, y'all, I got a story to tell. Let's go. takes place in the year 2001 late November early December in Tampa Florida now I moved down to Tampa in late August of 2001 so I've been down there when this story takes place I've been down there about three four months or whatever right and I'm still trying to get acclimated to Tampa now moving to Tampa sight unseen in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, I'm moving to Tampa and it's going to look like old episodes of Miami Vice or the movie Bad Boys, right? Because in my mind, all of Florida looked like Miami. Boy, was I wrong. Hell, Miami don't even look like that. Well, certain parts. So anyway, like I said, I'm trying to get acclimated to Tampa. I don't really know a whole lot of people there. So my days, or I should say my free time consisted of maybe going to University Mall or International Mall or Citrus Park Mall, then back to the crib. At the time I was living in Lutz, Florida. It's right outside of Tampa. It's a suburb. Lutz, L-U-T-Z. So like I said, I didn't know too many people. Wasn't really cool with a lot of people. But now I've been there long enough and I'm like, hey, I need some action. Oh, I needed some action bad, y'all. I was so tired of tugging one out that I'm like, man, I need live action. Now, let me stop the story right here. I became enamored with the whole world of pimps, hookers, and johns when I was probably in like seventh grade. And honestly, I've probably seen damn near every documentary there is to see about that world and that life. I'm talking about from American Pimp to Pimps Up, Holes Down, Hookers on the Point, um, Hookers and Johns, even the, the movies, you know, the black exploitation flicks like Superfly, Shab, uh, Willie D, you know, all of them. First time I'd ever seen a hooker in real life that I can remember seeing in real life. Um, was in seventh grade. We went to church at New Prospect Baptist Church on the corner of Finley and Elm. 
down and over the Rhine, downtown Cincinnati. And one time we came out of church and we walked into the parking lot. And I saw a real live hooker in person. Oh, she had the hooker uniform on and everything. I'm like, damn. Okay, cool. I didn't say nothing to nobody, but I knew what, what you know, what she was. A year later is when I seen a pimp for the first time in real life. So my grandfather had a store down and over the Rhine. And I would go down there and help him out, run errands for him and all that while I was in like middle school. So in eighth grade one year, I'm running an errand for him and I'm crossing the street going over by Finley Market. And I see a pimp roll up on these two hookers, right? Never forget it. Nigga had a gold Buick Riviera. He hopped out, talked to him for a hot second. They shoot him the bread. He get in his car, he gone and they back the hooker him, right? I'm like, damn, that was a real live pimp, right? So that was the first time I'd ever seen a hooker and a pimp in real life. Now, over the years, I would see Johns. You know, I'd see motherfuckers perusing the, the, the whole stroll looking for, for, for dates, so to speak, right? So, but first time I think I'd ever considered getting a hooker, I was in college. And this ain't the story, but I'm just giving you some backstory. First time I'd ever thought about getting a hooker, like a real live hooker, me being a John for the first time. I was in college and there used to be an adult movie store in Dayton, Ohio, where I went to school called McCook's. And I, I mean, I, I am a porn movie connoisseur, right? Have been for years. So McCook's had this thing where you could get like, like a rental, you know what I'm saying? Like you at Blockbuster, it's the Blockbuster of, of Schmutt, right? So I got a, 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 a membership card to McCook's. One time I was going to McCook's and for my people in Dayton, Ohio, I know y'all like, nigga, why, what you doing down at McCook's? I discovered McCook's while donating plasma while I was online. That's a whole nother story. We'll talk about that another day while I was pledging, right? So anyway, McCook's was right next door to the plasma spot. So I'm like, let me go in here and see what type of schmutt flicks they got. So anyway, I come out of McCook's one day, I see a whole hooker, right? I see a whole hooker. I'm like, oh shit. So it crossed my mind like, damn, I should go ahead. But I didn't. I had a new movie, uh, which was starring, i never forget, one of my favorite porn actresses. Champagne Penn Davis is her name. Anyway, I had a new flick. I was about to go home and uh, go back to the spot and watch that. But anyway, so that was the first time I'd even ever thought about getting hooked. Now, anyway, back to the story. I'm in Tampa. I've been there a few months. I ain't had no action. I'm, I'm throbbing at the crib. I'm like, nigga, I need action. So I know that one of the most famous host roles or tracks in all of these continental United States is in Tampa on a street called Nebraska Avenue. Now there are other famous host roles in this country, uh, Fillmore Street in Frisco and Hunts Point and all that. So I get it, okay, cool. But I know Nebraska Ave is known for these hookers, right? So I say, okay, I know exactly where the whole stroll is. I've been over there a million times. There's a 24 hour McDonald's that I've gone to after leaving the club that's right there. There's McDonald's on one corner. The hooker, the hooker hotel hotspot on the other corner. There's a flea market where I used to go get all my mix CDs from the Africans who sold, you know, the latest and greatest in, 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 in mix. 
Um, so I'm like, all right, cool. So I go, I get dressed. I go over to the corner of Nebraska and Fletcher at the 24 hour McDonald's. I'm sitting in the parking lot and I'm canvassing the landscape. Cause I'm like, okay, I gotta be on the watch out for the laws. Cause if the police come out here and I'm soliciting a prostitute, I'm going to jail. I'm going to Hillsborough County Jail. And that ain't a conversation I want to have with my brother. I don't want to call my brother and be like, hey, kid, man, nigga, I done got locked up for solicitation. Come pick me up, right? That's not a conversation I want to have. So I go to the McDonald's. I sit in the parking lot and I'm just watching. I'm canvassing the landscape. Oh, this is like a well-oiled machine. The Johns are rolling up. The hookers are making their transactions. They boom, they out. So I'm just watching for a minute and I'm like, okay, let me see if any police roll through here. About 15 minutes, a cop car rolled through and he hit him with the little sound. He don't hit the sirens. He don't hit the lights really. He just hit him with the, oop. They hit him with the little oop shit, you know, the little noise shit, right? Basically like, hey, hookers scatter, you know, he ain't trying to get out in the rest. So they scatter like roaches when the light comes on, right? So it clear out for probably about 15 minutes. Slowly you see more hookers rolling, more Johns rolling up. Cops come, boop, they come hit the little sound thing, scatter again. It's it's this, this game, this how it's going. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm like, nah, I ain't gonna do it tonight because I see John Q. Law rolling through here every now and again. Nigga might get bagged. Last thing I want is solicitation, right? Cool, I leave. Don't get no hooker. The next day I'm like, okay, today I'm going to get me a red-blooded hooker, right? So I go back in the, cor the corner of Nebraska and Fletcher, sitting at the McDonald's. I'm watching, seeing what's going on. It's a slow night, but it's still, you know what I'm saying? You still got the Johns rolling up. And then I'm noticing a lot of these Johns, they like on some weirdo shit, right? So I'm like, hmm, damn, is that the look I want? Like, is that the... Do I want to look at myself like, man, Mike, you on some some goofball shit. You're looking like a weirdo out here picking up, you know, hooker twins, right? So I'm I'm contemplating. I'm sitting there in the parking lot of this McDonald's. I'm like, man, let me go in and get me a Sprite. Because, hey, McDonald's Sprite, y'all know how, how, hey, back in the day, that shit used to be busting, right? So I'm like, I'm going to go in and get me a Sprite. So I go in. I get me a Sprite. They give me the cup. I fill up my shit. I sit down. But I can look out the window and I still see the hookering going on. So I'm just watching. Ain't a lot of people in this McDonald's right at this moment. There's a lady at a booth, like, kind of, like, in front of me. And she says, how you doing tonight? I said, I'm good. How you? She said, I'm blessed. I said, oh, okay, good, cool. I'm back to, to observing the hookering. So I'm looking. Okay, cool. She then says, what you staring at them people for? I'm like, oh, I'm just looking out the window. She said, mm-hmm, I done heard that before. I'm like, nah, for real, I'm just looking out the window. Because I don't want her to be like, oh, look at this nigga on some pervert, got to get a hook and shit, right? So I'm trying to play, like, cool and shit. I'm like, I just came here to give me a little Sprite. She was like, you trying to get a date with one of them girls? I'm like, nah, I don't even get down like that. So she gets up and comes sit down. Like, at my booth, I'm like, damn, nigga, I ain't even asked for I'm just trying to get a hooker. That's what I'm thinking. She say, I used to be out there like them girls. I'm like, oh, word. She like, uh-huh. So she starts talking to me. She's giving me the full rundown of her life. 
she's you know a reformed hooker um you know basically you know hooker with the heart of gold type shit right so she's telling me how she didn't change her life and all that shit and i mean from the looks of it, it looks like life has kicked her square in the ass right like she's wearing this this life and and, and and bad decision and shit all on her face her grill looks like she smoked all the crack like ever created in life so i'm like damn okay but she talking to me shooting the shit and she like kind of turned and put her feet out the side of the little booth at the mcdonald's she leaned up a little bit oh she got yams nigga y'all see how i broke up the word yams yams nigga two yams she hold oh she hold and i'm thinking to myself oh i know they used to man listen i knew they used to get you the business because you hold right she's telling me her life keep going on and all that shit she telling me like well whatever as she's leaving whatever decision you make and all that just be safe be careful it's wild out here all this shit don't go down the wrong road and all this shit i'm like oh, okay cool she get up to walk away and her knees like kenny smith but she got she got yams though she walk away and now i'm sitting there contemplating like damn god trying to send me a message not to get no hooker so i leave and i go sit in the car sitting there for a minute i'm still watching like nah something don't feel right i ain't gonna i ain't gonna fool with it and i go to the crib but i get to the crib and i'm throbbing i'm like oh i need a hooker i don't do it the next night though i make up my mind i have a pep talk with myself i say listen bitch ass nigga you gonna go out here and you gonna be a john tonight you are going to pay for some twists tonight because you throbbing. You need some. You ain't had none in a minute. You knew down here. Ain't nothing wrong with you getting a little hooker twist. So I didn't pep talk myself, right? Man, I throw on some white Air Force Ones, some navy blue velour sweatpants, and a white T-shirt. Get in the car. I head to the whole stroll. I get over there and I'm sitting. It ain't much going on. It's slow. Oh, it's slow. Ice cream truck with no music slow. It ain't shit popping off. So I'm just sitting there watching for a minute. I'm like, damn, I wonder if the police came through and broke shit up. So now the police thing is really playing in my mind because I'm like, damn, if I get a hooker, they going to catch me. They probably got a sting operation going on because I've watched old episodes of Cops. Y'all know the ones where they get the. The, the, the police officer, officer lady to dress up like a hooker. She get a dude to a room. They exchange the money. And then all of a sudden, the, the police come through the other door. Y'all know how hotels got the connecting room. They bust through there. Get down, there's a sting. Get down. All that shit, right? So all I need to be, you know, is to be in a seedy hotel on Nebraska in Tampa. With a woman, I think a hooker, but she have the white boys with the mullets in the 38s. You know, them type of police that they used to be on cops and shit, right? They come out, get your hands up, God, all that shit, right? So I don't want that. I don't want to be on cops. So now I'm like, man, I don't know if I should do this shit, man. But the other side of me is like, man, quit being an old ass nigga gonna do that shit, man. Get a hooker. But I ain't really seeing no hookers. And I'm like, damn man so as i'm about to call it a night and be like you know what i ain't gonna do it all of a sudden i see one oh i see a hooker she walking 
I said, hmm, there go one. So I, I, I turn out on Nebraska. I go circle the block, come back. I see what she talking about. You know, I'm just trying to see her, watch her, her attitude, her behavior and shit. Like, okay, she by herself. But then I'm like, nah, she might be the police. Cause she built like, like, like a box Chevy, right? So, but I'm still like, I don't know. She might be the police. So I say, you know what? Fuck it, Mike. We out here now. Let's go and do it. So I ride past and I hit it with the eh, eh, hit it with the I hit the horn. Eh, eh. We make eye contact. She hit me with the hey, pull over here. So I pull over in the parking lot of the hotel. And I'm like, oh shit, we out here in public. I don't know. Now I roll up on her. She's she looks and she's built like Bobby the Brain Heenan, right? So I'm like, oh, no, man, these ain't my standards, man. Oh, oh, oh. So I'm, I'm contemplating all this shit. Damn, am I gonna go to jail for this? Fuck it, we out here. So we start talking a little bit, right? Cause we gotta, we gotta negotiate. Now I know the going rate for the top is like 30, 35. I know for a half and half, for y'all that don't know, you know, hooker lingo, half and half is top and the, you know what I'm saying, and the, the cheeks, right? The whole caboodle, you know, the whole thing. So I know the going rate. So you're not going to finesse me out of anything. Plus, I know this is a slow night, so you're looking to get anything. And you out here, and you really don't compare it to the other hookers that's out here with frame and all that, right? So I'm like, hey, what's up? She's like, what you trying to do tonight? Shit, I'm trying to see what's up with you. So we having this little quick back and forth. Oh, it's uncomfortable than a bitch because this is my first time. I'm about to become a professional John, right? So I'm like, so, you know, how much? She like, well, it's, it's, it's 20 for the head and, you know, it's 40. No, she said it's 35 for a half and half, but 40 because I got a room in here if you want to go in here and use the room. I start computing. Okay, cool. She ain't putting no tax on it. She ain't put no Lowry season salt on it and, and, and dress it up and try to add a little extra on it, right? She know it's a slow night. She ain't getting no money anyway because she don't compare it to the competition, right? So she looking like, damn, I need to get any little bread I can. She's smart. I like how she, you smart. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm like, damn, 20 for the top, half and half, in the room 40, but 35 got to be in the whip. I ain't trying to be out in public in the car, get bagged. They told the whip all that. I ain't, I ain't, I mean, hey, hey, I don't want all them problems. So I'm like, okay, I can give you the 40. Slim, say less, let's go. Now, as I'm walking to this hotel room, this ain't the Ritz Carlton. Oh, no, 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 no. This ain't the region on Wall Street. This ain't, nigga, this ain't even Motel 6. This is one of the worst hotels like known to man. But I walk in there anyway. Sure shit, when I walk in, it's an old school wood paneling walls, um, old ass bed, old school TV with the big booty on the back with the knobs that you gotta, you know, turn that shit, you know, break your wrist as you turn in the channels. And they got a connecting door. So now my heart is beating dumb fast because I'm like, oh shit. This is the sting operation. But in my mind, I'm like, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't gonna get caught. But the other part of my mind, like, yeah, the white boy mullet cops is coming out. Oh, they coming out. They gonna lay you down. You're gonna get arrested. You're going to jail. So I'm in there and I'm nervous. 
I'm like, okay. So like I said, get in there. She throw the covers back on the bed like we about to get under the covers. Slim, please. I can only imagine the amount of fluid and everything else that has seen these sheets. You could not pay me to get in this bed. I'm going to chill in this chair. Whatever happens, happens, right? So all of a sudden, I'm panicking crazy panic, right? Like I'm, I'm panicking crazy, crazy. Like to the point, like I think I'm sweating. So now I've, I've given her the $40. I give her two crisp 20s. Give it to her, right? I'm sitting there and like I said, I'm panicking. All of a sudden, y'all. I stand up in the middle of this hotel room with my hands up. I have lost all cool, like, all my nigga shit is out the window. I'm not talking with no slang, none of that shit. I stand up and I'm like, ma'am, I do not want to have intercourse with you. Oh, I'm talking proper now. She looking at me like, what the hell? I'm like, ma'am, I've given you $40. I would like it back. No transaction has taken place. I'm standing in the middle of a hotel room. My hands up. Talking like this. This woman is looking at me like, oh, this nigga's on dope. This nigga is on that shit and he's he's tripping. But what I was doing, y'all, I started panicking when I saw that door. And I'm thinking, okay, the cops, they got this room bugged. They got wires and cameras and shit in here, right? All they waiting on is for me to you know do to do or try to attempt and they gonna bag me so i'm thinking okay if i stand up and i speak clear clear concise english when they play this tape in court the judge gonna be like the nigga really didn't do nothing he was in the telly with the young lady but he didn't you know what i'm saying he didn't he didn't seal the deal so it's not really you know a crime that's what i'm thinking because i'm panicking i'm tripping y'all oh i'm tripping so i'm standing there ma'am the $40 of U.S. currency I gave you, can you please return it? I don't want to have intercourse. I don't want you to do anything to me. Like, all this shit. She like, what are you doing? She asked, she like, are you high? I'm like, ma'am, I do not do drugs. No, ma'am. I do not do any narcotics. This lady is looking at me like, oh my God. So she was like, what are you doing? She was like, do you think I'm the police? I'm like, ma'am, I don't know if you're an officer of the law, but I don't want to have intercourse. Man, y'all, she pull out her titties. If I was the police, would I do this? And pull out them fun bags. Oh, she was holding. She was smuggling something up in there, right? So I'm like, whoa. Y'all, I instantly calmed down. I instantly calmed down. And I referred to the good book, y'all. When I calm down, I refer, I believe it's in the book of Job. It's somewhere in Job where it say, if you about to get it popping and you need a sign, God going to give you one. It's like Job, like chapter seven, verse two, somewhere in there. Somebody fact check that for me. But that was the sign I needed. She pulled out the melons. I said, oh, shit. Good God almighty. I said, oh, we here now, right? Man, listen. I instantly a calm came over me, but that, that wasn't nothing but the Lord calming me down. Like young buck, calm down. So I sat down in that chair. I said, Ooh, okay, I'm good. But in my mind, I was having some internal struggle. I said, you know what, Michael, do you really want to do this? Y'all, before I can answer my own question, this woman took advantage of me. Oh, she took advantage of me. Let's just say 
I paid for a half and half, but I ain't get to the second half. Y'all, there's a movie called A Bronx Tale. Robert De Niro tells his son in there on a, on a scene in there. One of the worst things in the world is wasted talent. That's what he tells. And I agree with that. Y'all, this woman ain't waste her talent. What God bestowed on this woman that looked and was built like Bobby the Brain Heenan, she was not wasting. She was not wasting her talents. Let's just say, like I said, I never made it to the second half of the half and half, but I ain't even care. I let her keep the whole 40. I was tempted to dig in my pocket and give her a tip, but I said, you know what? I can't be spoiling no hooker, right? So I back up. I say, you know what? So I get up and as I walk out, I was disgusted with myself. I was disgusted. Yuck. I was disgusted. I couldn't believe I had done something like this. I wasn't raised like this. As I'm taking my walk to the car, I'm like, oh, I can't believe I have done this. Y'all, I was in taps as a teenager. Teens against premarital sex. I was in that. I was in the taps. I was raised in the church that says you shall not fornicate. You shall not have premarital sex. I was in there laying with, I was in there just, ugh, with a Jezebel. I couldn't believe, I was so disappointed in myself. It's almost like fellas gonna understand. Okay, maybe not all fellas gonna understand me, but it's like when you watch a porn movie and tug one off. After you bust, you get, throw that phone, ugh, get away from me. And you turn it off. I don't wanna hear that feel. That's how I was feeling. I was like, I can't believe I did that. I was so disappointed in myself. Y'all, I walked myself to that car and I sat down and I like really had to sit there and think about it for a while. Like, Michael, did you really do that? I went to see that woman a few more times after that. 